Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, people? It's Adam Hunter, and you're listening to the MMA Roasted Podcast. we got a great show today. Uh, we have me, obviously. Uh, we have Tyler Smith, my man. We have a great, 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 great bunch of people lined up. We have Ian King, an awesome fighter who's fighting King of the Cage coming up this Sunday. We also have Ricky Simone, who is 2-0 in the uh, UFC, who's just, who's just murdering it. Uh, who I, I, I like that kid a lot, Ricky Simone. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a, uh, a really, 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 really good show. There's also uh, Devante Smith, who won his first UFC fight in like... 30 seconds. He just crushed somebody. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be great. I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal in California, and there's no reason to leave your house to get it. Okay, they deliver. They got the best edibles, CBD, anything you need, they will deliver. I mean, they, they look, I'm telling you, it's, it's the best weed you can smoke. They will come. They deliver it to you. And uh, mention MMA Roasted. You get $10 off, order $100 or more. And I... Love the guy, Gino, who's in charge. He's a good guy. He's a fan of the podcast. He's a fan of MMA. And he's good people. All right? Gino is the man. Speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed. So I just got back from Portland. Uh, I was in Oregon yeah, over the weekend. The shows were great. Uh, Portland's like, it, it reminds me, it has like a little bit of a Seattle vibe, but like just like cool. I've never been know. there either. I, I really want to go to Seattle. I mean, it's, it's on the bucket list, you know. Like, oh, it was, it was great. The crowds were great. I had one thing I put up on Instagram of this like woman. I don't know if you if you I watched saw the heck, it. The heckler yeah, one. the hecklers. <laughs> I, some, I'm on stage and like there's a, a, two lesbians making out the whole time, like hot ones too. Which like try doing your try doing your job when like lesbians are just in front of you, yeah. just making out the entire show. Just can't do it. And then like. Then there was like a bunch, there was like lesbians at every table. So I was like, who promoted this show? Like the WNBA or something? So I point to a girl and then I go, you too? And she's like, I am not a lesbian. Just because uh, an eagle has no hair, a man has no hair doesn't make him a bald eagle. Yeah. I was like, is okay. Every, is every bald man an eagle? I was like, okay, Yoda. Uh, I don't even know what that even means, but I kind of understood what she was saying. And then uh, she's like, blah, 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 blah. And then she just, and then it was something, I go, listen, okay, fine. You're not a lesbian, but you have short hair. You're just like jacked and you're with another girl and there's women around you making out. It's because if I have a shirt that says Ireland and a hat says Ireland, you would assume I was drunk. And then <laughs> then she starts laughing and I go, but then you'd be like, are you drunk? I'd be like, it's because I'm a hairless cat. doesn't make me a pussy. I, I like yeah, yeah. used her words again. It was just hilarious. So that was cool. And then uh, Paige Van Zant and her, her husband came, Austin. Nice. I, yeah, uh, I saw the picture. Yeah, Austin's a good dude and Paige is awesome. Paige is so pretty. That I couldn't even like look at her yeah. for more than three seconds like, because oh, I'm, okay. I'm like staring at Austin the whole time. Like, <laughs> uh, like he he probably thinks I'm like into him. Yeah, I just, like that is one beautiful woman, Paige Van Zandt, and very I know, sweet. I know. Sup- She's yeah. She seems like she seems like a, a super cool girl. Super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very very cool. I was happy that she won her fight. Austin signed with Bellator. Uh, and that that oh, kid's very nice. He's he's gonna be good. he's good already. But I can't wait for to see What's, how he is. Uh, is he a little guy? Is he what? Little guy, 45er? No, he's 170. Oh, he's a 70. 
I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm here right now with my baby. Uh, uh, I think there's a, is there a bottle next to you? Oh, to your, there? There is. I think she might be a little hungry. She keeps reaching for the microphone. I think she wants a, okay, so here we go. Uh, yes. And then, uh, and then the week before, uh, we had, we had a practice on Saturday and, I told you my friend Brian is training for a middle school re- no for a wrestling tournament, <laughs> and uh, my friend Brian he's a comedian Brian Swanhart I love him so the week before me and you just beat him up this yeah. time he took me down with really? a with a move that I showed that yeah. low that low single no I showed this like slide by and I, I, he actually hit it on me and I was I, I, first of all I took him down and pinned him in three seconds but then he did it on me all then right, I was mad Brian. and I was like all, all right. right Brian yeah so yeah I was actually happy for him but I was like I was so out of shape. On the way driving home, I was coughing, like, <laughs> like I had like a like like my wife. I got home, she's like, "What's what happened?" I'm like, "She's like, are you okay?" I felt like I was going to die, uh, and then I was beating myself up the whole time for getting taken down, and then I had to give myself the excuse, "Well, he goes every day. I don't wrestle anymore." But it's just hard, you know, like, yeah, the things I've you been there. the things I've you got there. away with when I was younger, I would get away with speed, my quickness. Yeah. You know, when you're older, I can't do that outside low single shot that I used to. I used to be able to hit it and people would sprawl. I'd be behind them already. Yeah. And that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Uh, now people sprawl on me. And uh, it's just uh, they always say, like, your speed's the first to go. And that's 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 true. Yeah. Speed's uh, first to go. And then, it's, then cardio, I'd say. And then power. Yeah. But it was still good for me. I mean, I got to do more of that, more wrestling, more jujitsu. Uh, that was that was fun. And then. uh yeah, so that, that, that was cool. And then, um, and then Vince came to my show in Portland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he brought a guy that looked like, just like Charles Manson. Yeah, he brought the, the, the big beard. Yeah, he brought, but he brought some, big beard. some guy that didn't laugh the whole time, sat in the front, looked like he was a serial killer. So he I was, did look like a serial killer. So I was asking him, like, how, like you know, where are the bodies? How many people <laughs> do you have buried? And He's just staring at you. Staring at me. Vince is dying. Vince is crying, laughing at his own friend. How does Vince know him? Well, I guess they have a mutual buddy who owns a huge like weed farm out there okay and he wants to hire vince to be like his like product ambassador uh oh that's right he was talking about that last time and then the guy that like charles manson was like the grower <laughs> and he looked like he like was born in like the fields you know he had, he had like a real ted bundy thing he's going. probably just smoked so much that it's like in one ear out the other yeah totally or in one ear and just floats <laughs> but they were super nice super cool so that was fun uh how was your weekend it was good. What did I do this? I was supposed to compete. I ended up. Uh, I was fixing my my buddy's car with him. He needed to change his spark plugs, which should be you know a ten minute job. And uh, we open up the hood. I get the the tools like the socket out. Get the first one out. Next one's stuck, so I move on to the third one. Get that one out. Fourth one's stuck, so I start working on these things. Snap the fucking extender like the socket extender like a piece of metal snapped in half from a spark plug wow being too tight so we went to the store anyways time got away from us and uh i didn't end up competing but uh my buddy's kid turned one or he's turning one in a couple days so it was their his birthday party so i went yeah. down to orange county and you know, did the did the one year old birthday thing? Nice. And uh, then helped him clean out his garage all day on Sunday. That you're, was fun. You're, you're a you good know? friend, man. Everyone needs a friend like you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, man. If, like, I'd rather just spend time with people that I love. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah, that's you so know, true. Like, if if I'm helping out my friend do something, like that's that's time well spent. You know, that's, what else am I going to be doing? Fucking smoking weed and 
Yeah. Watching TV. More people need to be like yeah. you. <laughs> Speaking of which, my baby, I've been taking her to practice and putting her on this like carrier thing, and she's she's loving it. Uh, I can't really show any moves. Thank God we're at the point of the, the season where now it's like I can just tell them what to do, yeah. and then they're fine. We have we have one more match today, and then we have our big tournament Saturday. Super excited about that. Uh, I feel good about it. I know the other coach. They're going to try to, because, you know, in, in middle school weight, they don't have weight classes in middle school. It's yeah. like they lump all the kids together, and then they kind of like, the weight classes, and yeah. I have a feeling what this guy is going to do, because he's known for either having his kids cut weight in middle school, or cheating, or cheating with the weights, or just being a, an overall bad guy. Picture like the, the, the bad guy and the karate kid. But not the cool bad guy anymore. Like, <laughs> like, like back in the day, the bad guy. No and, Billy Zabka. Yeah, yeah. Times a hundred, and then that's what we're dealing with. I have a feeling he's going to try to put all our best kids in the same weight class, you know. And then yeah, probably. So, well, he what he he wanted to. He came up to me at the meet last week, and he was like, "Can we get these weigh-ins done now so we don't have to worry about it on Saturday?" I'm like, "What? So your kids can gain fifteen pounds?" Like either that. It's always something, and. But if, if he does that, we're going to have to figure out what kids do we want to bump up. And that's always a, I always have a, an issue with that because do I bump up the better kid because he's got a better shot of winning or do, I, or do I put the better kid in the weight class he's supposed to be because that's his weight class? He, I would say that. Bump you up. know, the, kid, like, like the ones that were really concerned about winning and like keeping the record, you know, we have like there's different levels even in our, on our team. Yeah. There's – Kids that really care about winning, keep them in their weight class. Right. That's you what know, I think. If they really care that much. Or give them the option. Or give them the option. Yeah. If they want to wrestle up, they can wrestle up. But, I mean, in my opinion, at, at middle school, it doesn't really make that big a difference. 15 no. 15 pounds really is not. Well, so it'll be 5'10". It won't be 15. 15 but, is still too much. Um, now, I, I do got to say, let's talk about some of the fights over the weekend. Bellator. Woo! Now... Listen, first of all, let's talk about Aaron Pico. I've been saying this for a while, that this guy fights so dumb. Uh, he's such a good wrestler. He was touted as one of the best in high school, if not the best in high school. People were saying he went to the, went, tried off the Olympics. Was he training at the Olympics? Yeah, he didn't go to college, yeah. the Olympic training center. People said that was a mistake, this and that. And he doesn't use his wrestling. Yeah. And that's insane to me. Well, not only does he not use his wrestling, but he fight. I mean, what is he, 20? 21, 20, yeah, yeah. He fights like a 20 year old. Like he's got, he still has something to prove to people. Like he has to prove he's the best in the world. So everything has to be spectacular. So he just, I feel like it's just a little bit of discipline. You well, know, it's just crazy though. Maybe it was like the lack of college wrestling, but it seems like the guys who did really good in college wrestling, the guys like Chad Mendez or Chael Sonnen or yeah. Ben Askren or even the Faber, you could talk about Lance Palmer. Let's talk Bubba yeah. Jenkins. These other guys, when they first came to MMA, they were just like, get the experience, get the, be right. comfortable. Right, right. Then at like after eight or nine fights, then let's turn into a, a, well, yeah, a striker. But the difference is between them and Aaron Pico is Aaron Pico is not getting those eight or nine fights. Aaron Pico is immediately in the spot, his debut, like, oh, this is the savior of MMA. This is the Jesus Christ of, of Bellator. Like, at 20 years old, how are you supposed to handle that? No, but also the problem With also no is... no fight, no professional fight. And you have Freddie Roach, and I love Freddie Roach. I know Freddie Roach. He's a, he's a great boxing trainer. But he's telling, he's going around saying that, uh, you know, hey, uh, he's going around saying Aaron Pico could be a pro boxer. Aaron Pico could be sparring with Miguel Cotto to get ready. Aaron Pico's got a future in boxing. 
And I think that, you know, Freddie... He probably could. But but I think... But it's... No, well, he's I don't not th- boxing right now. I don't he's know. Not. I'm not sure if he can do that. So I when mean, you bring that boxing mentality into MMA, you get smoked. But I also think that Freddie has like another... He has a thing of like MMA fighters, how... He, he thinks that the, their boxing skills are the same that they were 10 years ago. Like, he thinks a, a, a decent boxing in MMA is going to just wipe out the whole division. And it's not the same as it was. People yeah. have evolved. Well, box, yeah. Oh, for sure. Guy, the other, for sure. The guys like Henry Corrales, the guys, their boxing's up to par. Yeah. Okay? So if you're a good boxer in MMA, great. But it doesn't mean that you're just going to clean everybody out in boxing. I mean, he needs to get away from, I think, I hate to say it, but get away from wild card gym and go to a... I mean, I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, he's at Training Lab. He's with T.J. Dillashaw yeah. and Juan Artoleta, and uh, you know, there's tons of tons of guys down there. Yeah. So he's had a good camp. He's getting he's getting the work he needs. I'm. That's why I'm saying it's just it. There's something. It's a mindset thing. But it's, it's a coach like thing too. Got, I mean, but his coach got, has to say, listen. We're not gonna we're just go for the takedown. Yeah. Let's get to. They're not gonna stop your takedown. Well, for all intents and purposes, though, he was winning that fight. Yeah. You know, like he was beating the shit out of him and he got caught. So it's like it's not a question of does he need to be wrestling more. It's a question of like no, but he said he needs to wrestling more. Sit with your hands down while you're in the clinch. But he said he needs to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But he did say I need to be wrestling more. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Uh, well, I think yeah, I think that also plays into that the grind. You know, like I'm not wrestling. You can't stop and pause for a second. You know, MMA, you get breaks. Jiu-Jitsu, especially, you get breaks where you're safe and you can just, eh, all right, I'll just sit here for a That's second. what I always tell the wrestlers. wrestlers got, you, you can't, you can't stop. You know, the, when you take a shot, a, a shot where there's a bad shot and you sit there for three seconds going, <sighs> yeah. oh, what should I do? You're, you're fucked. Yeah. It's, it's just got to be The one who go, stops go, go, moving go. is usually the one who loses, mm-hmm. uh, especially with scrambles, which is 90% of wrestling. Yeah. Um, then Fedor, I mean, look. I, I like, obviously, Fedor is a legend. We're talking mm-hmm. about a guy that beat Mark Holman, what, twice? Beat Crocott, beat Kevin Randleman. Beat you know, beat everybody. But what are we doing here? Uh, uh, he, first of all, Chael Sonnen should have beaten him. Uh, he, yeah. he, was, he had like six Trail, different chances. Chael didn't try to Leandro Lowe. He would have he so beaten him. It really should have been Chael versus uh, uh, Brian Chael Bader. And, Bader yeah. and, and Bader, I mean, he's 13-1. and one. Like, Anthony Johnson... Hit him into a 13-fight winning streak. That's how hard Anthony Johnson hits. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his, his last loss was to Anthony Johnson. Now, I do think that Phil Davis beat him twice. Uh, but you, could, you could argue, right, no one else remembers them either. They're very, they're very easy to forget. Uh, so, now, uh, but yeah, I don't want to see uh, Fedor again. And maybe Golden Boy MMA, I'll probably watch it if they put him against Tito Ortiz or... Chuck Liddell or Cop too. Yeah, a Crow Cop. Well, no, now that's the thing also is that are they testing in, in Bellator? Because there's been one guy that I've ever heard fail a test was Mike Noreen Richmond, yeah. um, which a, a Marine fails a, a drug test. But everybody, surprise, I don't think they've surprise. ever, nobody's ever failed a test in Bellator. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I think it's probably a little looser. Do they use USADA? No. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, yeah, there you go. So, uh, but I'll tell you who I was not impressed by, and I liked the guy when I hung out with him, AJ. AJ Agazarm. Yeah, I like that guy. He's and a he's a he's, cool guy. I mean, he's he definitely has gotten a a well deserved bad rap. 
because he's, you know, like he puts on, he's probably is a good guy. Yeah. yeah. He probably is a nice guy, but he tries, you know, everybody's trying to be Connor now. So he tries to, in his own way, be that like bad boy punk. And it's just like, I don't know what the the rooster flaunting was. Well, was the doing, thing like, is, it, and why that guy didn't just teep him in the face? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you thinking, dude? Well, the thing is, is also is that he he's a great wrestler. He wrestled for Ohio yeah, State, he's an amazing wrestler under Tom Ryan. Yeah, Tom Ryan, I, and he's amazing. I guess he's a and world really champion good in jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. But his striking, but uh, it's, it's one of these things. Like, I mean, you could say the same thing about Dylan Dennis in his in his Bellator debut. That striking was was garbage well but also but, he's been hanging out with the diaz brothers he, drunk all the time yeah on the on the instagram and dude this is the big league man yeah you know especially when you go up against a guy oh and oh that's dangerous because you don't know how good or bad that guy is yeah and he's like you have a name he doesn't yeah so he's he's gonna he's gonna try to beat your ass and i don't know what he was doing after the fight celebrating like he just won the belt like that was not and how did he not get the rear naked choke? He had it. I don't know. Do you think it's gloves? You think it's the, the gloves glo- definitely have something to do with it? It's we- it's a weird adjustment in the gloves because you can't slide the same way, you can't grip the same way. They're big, so they just get in the way of of stuff, and it's easier to defend. You can just hold the glove instead of worrying about the hand. You wrap around the glove, and you're pretty much safe. The other guy was good, the uh, WWE guy. I mean, I don't know how good he is, but that's... I didn't watch that one. Everyone's like, who's this guy who's fighting? But it's his first fight ever. What do you want to do? You want to put him in there against... I mean, only Brock Lesnar seems to fight Frank Mir. That is the thing I do like about Bellator, is that they will take a guy that's 0-0 and put him on TV, just like, all right, here's a shot, dude. Really? You do like that? Yeah, I like it. Why not? I I do, but then they like put him on after Juan Archuleta, who's... Won twenty <laughs> fights in a row, so the arguably best fighters like, so, ever. I mean, like I think a guy like like I know Juan Archuleta, you know Juan Archuleta, but Juan Archuleta is not being. Oh, he's not being marketed like he should be. Yeah, not even close. Like he, that's a superstar. His fights are entertaining. He's good. He, I mean, he's like undefeated, right? Or like he's he lost like one. one. I think yeah. he lost a split decision. Lost one. He was a four division champion in King of the Cage, four divisions. Yeah, like the kid's an animal. That that's the problem I have with Bellator is that they won't put him on, but they'll put that that like that hot blonde on the boxer chick, but who clearly should not be there. I forgot they they have this like this hot blonde girl that like I don't even know her name. She's I mean she's a, she's a good boxer. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah. Don't fall for that, dude. He he's my dog. Always does that. I know. He, All right. He, so he, Suit uh, yourself, Miles. That's how he is. It's like he, he, yeah, he's bitten so many Sorry, people. Sorry, Miles. He looks at you like, please help me. Yeah. And then he tries to bite you when you help him. He's like an old man. All right. So. All right. We're calling Ian King, who's started off his career one and two, and has won three fights in a row. This guy, like, you meet him, you think he's like McLovin. Uh, he has this like uh, he doesn't seem like a fighter, and he's just a little badass. All right, so one, one uh, five, three, yeah, yeah. So here we go, boom. All right, Milwaukee, Oregon, huh? Yeah, Milwaukee with an I. All right, is this plugged in? Hello, Ian Kidd. 
That's me. How's it going, Adam? Good. How are you doing? Nice, nice to hold on one second. I'm just getting the sound together. Here we go. Boom. All right. Can you hear me? Yep. Hello, Ian. Ian. Hello. Hold on. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ian. I can hear you. Okay. Great. 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 So we're talking to Ian Kid. Uh, how are you, man? Oh, doing good, dude. Just on that fight week, working and go cut a little weight here in a couple of hours and getting ready to go for this weekend. Nice. So this week you're fighting in King of the Cage, right? Yep. King of the Cage headhunter out at uh, the Chinook Winds Casino in Lincoln City, Oregon. Beautiful this time of year. Nice, nice. Now I was telling people, like when I met you, you're like... You're funny, man. You have this, like, McLovin awkward thing going for you. Uh, but then you're, like, a total badass. Uh, very yeah. unassuming. Very my, unassuming. My aesthetic right now, you saw my hair is all, like, long and curly. Got the beard. It's kind of like a little, like, Bob Ross starring in Escape from New York. You know, you combine it with, like, <laughs> facial scarring. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I was, uh, but I spent the last couple of day, uh, hours watching your fights, man. Like, you, you had some great, great fights. I didn't realize you're a brown belt in judo, a purple belt in jujitsu, and uh, the you, you have uh, some very, very slick submissions. Uh, one of them, you seem to go from mount to an armbar really quickly. Oh yeah, thanks, man. I got. Uh uh, 10, 10 of uh, my 12 wins in MMA by submission. Yeah, now, don't you get nervous, though, when you're in mount and you go for an arm bar that you're going to lose the position and then possibly end, end, end up on bottom? Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes, but, you know, I, one thing I think out there is just being an opportunist, you know? Yeah. Like, you definitely aren't going to get the arm bar if you don't go for it. <laughs> that's a very Amen. good point. That's a very, that's a very, very good point. Um, now, you were an amateur. You were 13-4 and four as an amateur. You spent six years as an amateur. Uh, how come you took so long to go pro? Uh, well, I was 8-4. Uh, 8-4 eight and, four. Eight and four as an amateur. Okay. And, uh, and, four, and I'm 4-2 and two now as a professional. But I spent a long time as an amateur just because... Uh, when I started, you know, I didn't really uh, have any skills. I just had my wrestling. Um, I wrestled in high school, and uh, it just took some time, you know. To, I just wasn't in a rush, you know. I wanted to do it right. Yeah, well, I mean, you're doing it right. You started off your career one and two. Now you're on a three-fight winning streak. What do you think the difference has been? Well, um, the, uh, the just I fought... Um, a really, my first loss was against a really, really tough dude. And, um, he like caught me out there and, and my next one, I just kind of, again, we just got caught flat footed and I was starting too slow and I, I feel, and, um, I just got comfortable cause I got some new tools. I got some striking tools that I didn't have before. And, um, I felt like it, I let it take away some of my urgency, um, on like out there on my feet. And just uh, remembering to dance with the one that brought you, you know, and go do that wrestling and go to it right away, you know. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, uh, my co-host here is Tyler Smith. He's a badass. He's a Marine. He's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He's also 0-2, but he's got a fight coming up in about three weeks or two weeks. Any, any, weeks. Advi uh, any advice for Tyler? 
Oh, I don't know. I just try and stay loose. You know, you want to stay calm. The calm when you're calm, you can make decisions. If you're panicked, you have to like orient yourself first. You know, you're tight, and right. uh, just like stay calm and be first. Being first helps a lot. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I've and good luck, brother. That. Thank you. Now, some of the people that you do uh, you, you train with, you know, your team uh, includes. So you got Chael Sonnen out there. You got Paige Van Zant. You got that girl Lisa that you brought to my show, right? What's her last name? Lisa Spangler. She's an Invicta. She's dead. Yeah, she's three and zero oh in Invicta, and she and her nickname is like the Depressed Vampire or something. She's 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 got a pretty cool like thing about her. Uh, she's oh, she Lisa didn't go with the Strangler. The Spangler. Strangler Spangler. I was gonna say she didn't go with Strangler. Like Strangler <laughs> Spangler. Yeah, yeah. She's a little badass. And now, she's got all uh, TKOs though, and that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Now, are you the coach out there? <laughs> no, no, I'm not a coach. No, I just uh, I show up and like I help out a few fighters with pad work, you know, um, whenever they uh, whenever they want it, because that's just something I enjoy doing, and that's something that helps me too. You know, you get that vision, you see strikes coming at you kind of develop that uh that you know that seeing eye yeah that definitely i've noticed that definitely helps like holding mitts and just you know you can practice your head movement and your footwork as you're holding mitts and it's like makes a world makes a world of difference now yeah definitely it just helps you be loose with shots coming at you you know yeah now now do you have to work a uh, day job in uh portland Ian, uh, fire extinguisher service center. Oh. Um, my boss there is actually a mo- longtime moderator on the underground. Oh wait, wait, wait! What are you doing for a job? I work for a fire protection company. Oh, nice! So you're like a fireman. Uh, well, I work on uh, fire extinguishers and like kitchen suppression systems oh, and nice. like sprinkler systems. Nice, 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 nice. Cool, that's cool. So, you, so you 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 working during the day? You're training, or you're training at night? You, I do. Now, do you have time? Now, I I would I would think that because you're you're very awkward, but like funny awkward. Uh, I would assume that you would get like a certain type of like crazy girl, like a girl with like dark make makeup, maybe some kind of a cutter. Uh, what type of women do you usually attract? Um, well. I'm a, when I clean my hair and beard up enough, you know, I'm kind of an every flavor. Um, you know, I do a, got a, a, a varied taste. <laughs> I mean, or you, I guess it's a varied audience rather. Yeah, of course. But like Portland, a lot of those girls that came to the show were like super cool. But then there was like some very like some down to earth, but like grungy chicks with like nose rings and like, like. Cool, like sleeve tattoos with glasses and brown hair, uh, like pretty, but you could tell that they've like they don't take a lot of shit. Definitely, um, yeah, definitely not big shit takers around here. Uh, my girlfriend, she doesn't take she doesn't take any mess for sure, uh, how and long, that's fine, you know. How, <laughs> I don't offer too much up, so we get along pretty good. Nice. <laughs> and how long have you guys been going out for? Oh, we've been going out for uh, four years next month. Oh, nice. And then no, 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 no ring or take it to the next level. 
oh, you know, uh, we like each other so much as it is, I don't think we really feel like we need to get the uh, government involved as a third party, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Amen. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, that didn't happen with my wife. But yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. So now who are the guys that you usually spar with? Because you're 145. So do you train with like Ricky Simone? Yeah, I spar with Ricky a lot, yeah. Now that dude hits so hard, right? Yeah, dude. Um, key is uh, got to keep that head moving. <laughs> because if you don't move it, he'll move it for you for sure. Oh yeah, that dude, he's a, he's a beast. He's, he's actually also on this podcast also. Now, your, your coach, Jail Sonnen, has got to be kicking himself right now because he could have beaten Fedor six times during that fight. And I think him and Bader would have been actually a pretty good fight. Um, I, so I like, man, I really wanted Chael to win that one for sure. That was it. You know, Chael's just, he, those guys are big, man. He's like smaller than Fedor. You know, you could see like a size difference in the frame. Um, I definitely, you know, wish it would have gone different, but you know, he felt like he had that body lock. He was trying to roll him and take his back. You know, you got to risk it to get the biscuit, you know? Yeah, risk it to get the biscuit. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I just, man, I I don't think that's ever something I would pull in no gi. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, for me, too risky. I mean, obviously, I'm not Chael Sonnen, so I have no room to talk. But oh, it was hard. It was it was heartbreaking. <laughs> now, what do you think about what do you, what do you think about Khabib today getting fined five hundred thousand dollars and nine months suspension? Connor getting fined uh, fifty grand. I think six months. Only nine months if he doesn't do the uh, the anti bullying. Yeah, the anti bullying PSA, right? <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they're gonna like cut in footage of Khabib like make, making a homeless guy do push ups for money with his <laughs> anti bullying video. That's that is hilarious. That you're you're like my new head writer. Uh, that's that's awesome. <laughs> that that is so funny. I know. What what anti bullying? Is he just gonna show the fight with him and Connor? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't be They're a bully. Like, Don't do this to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can, I know. I like how he, he has to pay five hundred thousand dollars for almost punching Dylan Dennis. A, a quarter of his purse. That's so insane, man. Yeah. I know. It seemed a little steep. I I think the nine month suspension is fair. Obviously, you can't just be jumping the fence and assaulting people in the audience. Um, but like five hundred thousand, that's a lot of money. I definitely seems high if Connor's only getting fined fifty. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, obviously, there's no excuse. Like whatever Dennis like said or didn't say, you just don't. I mean, you just don't do that. But like to be fair, Khabib is probably on another planet. You know, or if like, you're gonna, do I freak it. out when I win fights in like regional show. Yeah. Like, sure. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. I can't put myself in his frame of mind. It's a good point. Now, yeah. uh, now Austin, Vanderford, what's the potential on this kid? Dude, Austin is headed for the top. He's just such, he's such a beast. You know, he's really in there, like, on top of, like, that athleticism and the, and the natural, like, gifts that he has there. You know, he's a student of the game. He's in there learning new stuff all the time. I just see him getting better and better. I, You know, the small guys spar before the big guys every week. 
So, you know, the big guys are the small guys' audience and then vice versa. So I get to see his rounds every week. And, man, Austin, it, yeah, he's a beast, a technician, you know, to go with that athleticism. That's a real dangerous combo. So, so all right, so listen. So you're 4-2, you're and two, king of the cage. Um, how many more fights do you think you have to win to get to a kind of a LFA uh, or, like, the next Bellator, PFL, then maybe even the UFC? I don't know. I should think one or two, like, more good wins will have a good show looking at me. You know, the guy I'm fighting this weekend is 4-1, and one, and he's another good local prospect. His name's Isaac Shelton. Shout out to him. And so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be scrapping this weekend. I think an impressive win over him and maybe one more and uh, a big show, bigger show ought to start looking at me. That would be awesome. Now, uh, and what's your nickname? Oh, I don't have a nickname. I want people to know my real name. Come no, you gotta have a, you gotta no, have like a nickname, that. man. I agree with I that. I mean, you're such a goofy fucking dude too. You're it's such a likable goofy guy. <laughs> like, like we gotta think of something. Like, burger. We, we gotta, we gotta think of yeah, turd burger or something. All right, so Ian Burger um, King. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Ian Kid. Uh, you're, you're Ian King. You're fighting. Uh, yeah, I, ca- I call you Ian Kid, by the way. I got, I got, I have to redo that. It's Ian King fighting this week. Uh, where can people watch it? Um, uh, King of the Cage puts their event up on uh, Amazon, and they air on Mav TV usually. Also, yep. Um, I'll put information about where to watch it and stuff on my Instagram page. Uh, so people want to hop over there and follow me. It's at Instagram underscore king. Yes, the Instagram king uh, on Instagram, obviously, and also on uh, Twitter. Or are you? What, what, what actually? What are you on uh, Twitter? Um, I am at you. Don't want this on Twitter. <laughs> you don't want this on Twitter. I love it. I like how you're a brown belt in judo. I feel like a lot of people aren't doing judo anymore. You know. Definitely. I mean. Uh, a lot of people's first time participating is when I get a hold of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, listen, Ian, best of luck. We're going to be rooting for you. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Hey, thank you very much, man. Thanks for having me. And real quick, if I could just shout out uh, Dean's Greens Dispensary in Portland, Oregon. Just came on board as my first monthly sponsor. Awesome. Thank you so much for supporting me, guys. <laughs> Congratulations. No problem. Take care, Ian. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Thank you, man. All right. That was was Ian King. I like that kid. How funny. Yeah, he's hilarious, dude. Yeah, yeah. I'd really like to see him get to to the big show. Yeah. Put him on the mic. I mean, the kid's got, you know, he's obviously a smart kid. Brown belt in judo, purple belt in jiu-jitsu. You know, seems to be very aware. Yeah, that's skill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. I I went to go cores a couple times. Some of those, some of those judo. Fuck. Damn. That's a different. That's a different kind of judo too, man. Really? Why? Go cores. Go insane. <laughs> well, I like my guy, my, my second day. That guy day, goes hard, dude. My second day there, they were like, "All right, we're all training for a tournament tomorrow, so it's two hours of live rolling." I'm like, yep. "What the? <laughs> Heel hooks and wrestling shoes and some, shit. Like. Some, some guy like beats the shit out of me, right? And like I was holding my own, but he was still beating the crap out of me. And then he's like, "This is my first day." I'm like, "Oh, you, yeah. please tell me you're kidding." He goes, "I'm kidding. My name is Karen. Karen, whatever his name is." 
Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I had like ten uh, fights or something. Karen. Yeah. Parisian. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Carl per- Parisian. No, not Carl no. Parisian. Karen something. It was like not Carl, but another kid that was. Like, he's like, I'm kidding. I'm a black belt, and this. He said like he he should be in the WEC. And this. I was like, that's who I'm rolling with. But it was fun. That's funny. But I actually like those experiences. I, I like like rolling. Like my first day ever, I went up because Mac Danzig, and you know like that's fun. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, <laughs> but that's but that's and then that's I, the beauty of MMA though. It's like it's so cool that you can just go down to a gym. I mean, not everybody can, but for the most part, you can go down to a gym and like get to train with the superstars of that sport. Yeah, yeah. I went to you Vegas. Know? Like, I went to Vegas to Syndicate, and it was uh, what's his name was teaching Vinny Magalish. Yeah, and then they're like live rolling. I mean, he's like, "Let's go together, me and you." So I figure, oh, this guy's gonna go easy. Fucking submitted me like six times. Yeah, it's just he was smashed. nice though. He said, he, he said, I had some. He's, he's like, "You're pretty good on top." I, I got good top control. It was just from wrestling. Yeah, but, wrestling. But it was like, uh, I was like, "Damn!" Like I'm going against Vinny Mac. Like this yeah, Vinny, like, like nobody's playing basketball with Kobe Bryant. You know, you're yeah. not you're not going to toss the toss the pigskin around with Tom Brady. Yeah, but. You can go and get the shit kicked out of you by Dominic Cruz down at Alliance. Like, ne- yeah. No, it never. I was so pissed. When I coached up in Brooklyn, probably prep, there was a kid who actually is now the senator of, of Staten Island. He, or like a, he's a congressman of Staten like Island. A, like a representative. No, no, a, 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 a representative, representative of Staten Island, yeah, not a senator. But he like, he, he, he like won his district. And I used to be his wrestling coach. He was the best, one of the best kids I ever coached. He was a kid that like in live, I'd be like, I would just call out the move and he would hit it live. And he would just hit it, yeah. Uh, like against a good kid. But he, he he said he had a bunch of ma- he had a bunch of matches, and in his matches, rather than the other teams wrestle him, they would just uh, throw in the towel. They would just wouldn't have anybody wrestle. And I'm That's like, such chicken happened shit, like four man. or five times. Such and I was shit. like, so you're telling a kid it's better to like just give just up, just lose? Yeah. I mean, you still lose. Imagine, like, like, if I played high school against Michael Jordan and he dunked on me, yeah, that'd be a story. Stop. I'd have a story that for life. Like, yeah, I got dunked yeah, on exactly. by Jordan. Like, so you got beat up by Chuck Liddell in a college wrestling. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. That's like the hope is like, <laughs> okay, this guy beat the shit out of me. I hope he goes on to like win a belt yeah. or like be an Olympic wrestler. It's fucking you know? crazy. Like, I never understood that. I was like, it's just, it's just nuts to me. Uh, but what are you gonna yeah. do? What a, I mean, people have their philosophies, you know. That's just a terrible philosophy. That's a terrible one, but so y- y- you know, it's your right to hold it. <laughs> so this week, this week, uh, some good fights. This week, I'm excited. First of all, LFA Friday night. My man David Michelle's fighting. Ooh, uh, love that guy, the Bulldog. Uh, he's he's awesome. Uh, he he's fighting in LFA. He's a good guy. He was in the UFC. He walked out to Taylor Swift, by the way. He's the awesome. one that like, and and he was in a Titan FC. He had some great fights, and he, he's a, he's a solid guy. He trains over at uh, at uh, the lab. Also, Jared Gooden that we had on the podcast, and Seth Pavinsky's fighting. Really? Yeah. Okay. There's a guy that's, that like. That guy's that's in, his last fight. Then he got knocked out by, I think Alan Juban knocked him out, right? I'm pretty sure Alan Jabon knocked him Maybe. out. Maybe. Maybe. No. Ask Alan. Nothing. And then Tim Welch is fighting, also from the lab. All right. So that, 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 uh. Yeah, that's, uh, Sugar Sons coach. Yes. Yeah. Just got his black belt. Congrats to Tim Welch. Tim Welch got his black belt? Yeah. Really? It was by, like a month or two ago. Uh, yeah. Under Crouch? Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Crouch is like such a. Like He's if, a beast, man. If you saw Crouch at a, at a bar, though, you wouldn't be like, 
you'd be like, I could take this guy or half the jujitsu guys. Right. If you saw him at a bar, you know, like Ian. Oh, Ian Harris. Ian Harris. Like, yeah, yeah. you would never know that guy would whip your ass six ways to Sunday. He looks like Moby. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably think he was Moby. Yeah. Have you ever rolled with Ian? I've never rolled with Ian. I, I really I, want to. Yeah. So, and then, of course, on Saturday, a Sun Xiao against Marlon Morass. Yes. That's. Banger. I like Morass in that fight. I do like, I mean, he's just, he seems unstoppable. But a Sun, I mean, a Sun Xiao, a Sun Xiao is a killer. He's on a, what? Five fights, six fight streak. I don't know. Tell you, I don't know. It's, it's not coming up. But and then Aldo versus Hanato Maikano. He's the guy that beat Cup Swanson, right? Uh, I think I was. That, was that the yes. guy? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, let's see. Man, uh, Aldo. If you would have told, told me like five years ago, Aldo destroys Maikano or any version of him. I think. I mean, well, yeah. Well, five well, years ago, Aldo destroys anybody. Yeah. So. Oh, what, the by the game. way, what do you think of this John Fitch, Rory McDonald fight? They're making in Bellator. I'm okay with that. Really? Why not? It. Mm. I mean, Bellator seems like they have no rhyme or reason anyway. So it's just, except for this heavyweight tournament, everything well, else is just like, yeah, let's put these guys together. Well, Fitch so, did just run through Paul Daly. Yeah, and Fitch. I mean, Fitch is a great fighter. He's a great fighter. He fell from grace a while ago, you know, in the UFC, but like. He's still a he's still a solid MMA fighter. He's yeah, good ground game, pretty good stand up. Like, it'll be yeah. a good fight. I think it'll be a good fight. Who do you think wins? Rory, but yeah. it'll still be a good fight. Rory's bigger. He's bigger. He's better. He's younger. He's faster. Ellenberger said he was the most awkward guy he's ever fought. I mean, you look at what Rory, Rory did, Ty- Tyron Woodley. I mean, that was just remember. I mean, Rory like made Woodley look bad. Yeah, and no one's ever done that. Except, no one, except for even Nate Marquardt, and even that fight, it was a back and forth battle. Rory's, just, but then look at Musasi. I think it was just too big. It was just too big. Yeah, well, Musasi is a different animal too. Musasi's stand up game is insane. Yeah, look at the Weidman. Like, he's insane. Weidman could hold him down. No, Weidman's a four time like all American. Yeah. yeah, and he just gets up and then he kicks your face off. So it's like that's a tough fight for anybody. That was a tough Gagard's fight. A tough fight for anybody. I'd like to see him in in uh, like pure kickboxing. Musasi. Yeah, yeah. I want to see him in like Joe Schilling. Joe, Joe Schilling. Uh, that guy. I love watching Joe Schilling, but like, I don't know what you don't know what's gonna happen with that guy. Yeah. I still can't believe he smokes cigarettes like in between rounds and shit. Dude, he smokes like a pack a day or some stupid shit. That's it's fucking. Like, how does he have lungs? What's bad about th- people like that is like they do it and then everyone else thinks they like, can do I it. I can do it. Yeah. So it's kind of <laughs> like like Eddie Bravo smoking weed. Like, yeah. Like everybody, I went to a one, I went to like one tenth plan class. And the kid was like a wrestler, and he was like high as fuck, and just getting the shit beaten out of him. And he was That's like, hilarious. "I'm like, dude, you can't just like smoke pot and think that you're gonna get superpowers." I like, mean, I do, but, but certain- that's after after what eight years in, and like you have your bases. See, that's how I feel. Like once you have your basics down and you know what you're doing, then start playing around. You know, smoke a little and then go to practice and see what you can come up with. But it's, like, it's- if you're a white belt, 
Bad idea. Well, just certain people can just get away. <laughs> like Bubba Jenkins used to say how he like smoked weed before wrestling matches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like Bubba Jenkins can do it. Like Joe Schilling yeah. can do it. But the, 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 they fool you into thinking that you can do it too. Yeah. I've never had that kind of talent where I can get away with any type of bad habit. Even whether it be smoking weed before comedy shows or, or before auditions. Or, like I just can't. You can't smoke before a show? No, I'm sure I probably could, but I wouldn't want to. Your because, mind just goes off. Well, then it's just places, also like yeah. then I'm gonna be to like I'm dependent on that right. for all my shows. Right, you right, know, right. the right. worst thing that could happen is I have a great set, uh, like uh, and a lot of times like oh I, shit, a lot of times you th- smoke now. Sometimes awesome. you smoke pot, you think you're doing better than you actually are too. Very true. Uh, or like you think things are funnier than they Very actually true. are. Um, well, see, but the beauty in in uh, sparring or wrestling or jujitsu or whatever is like. The proof is there. If you're not doing as well as you think you are, you're not do like you're not gonna think you're doing well because you're getting your ass kicked. If you're right. kicking somebody's ass, then you're doing well. So, it's like an immediate, immediate uh, result. So, um, but yeah, I still don't recommend it to to everybody. I to most people, I, I yeah. just can't recommend it. Uh, but yeah, some people. But I'm saying that certain people, like a Joe Schilling, can smoke cigarettes and have it not affect his cardio. Right. Which is still like insane to me. I mean, smoking cigarettes. You think it was like the one thing that would just destroy your cardio? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew, dude. In when I was in the Marine Corps, like there was guys. We would do a, a quarterly PFT or a yearly whatever it was, physical fitness test, and um, it's uh, pull ups, sit ups, and a three mile run. And there would be guys smoking like at the starting line of the run really like they say you know gun goes bang they throw their smoke on the ground stomp it out go run three miles in 20 minutes and then cross the finish line immediately pull out another cigarette and start smoking like what the fuck man so maybe it's i mean obviously it's terrible for you but maybe if you're consistently working your lungs it doesn't affect it as much. There was a kid that I used to coach wrestling who like, oh shit, I'm calling the wrong person. So I'm calling that kid again. Uh, there was a kid that I, that I used to coach and I like loved the kid, but he was such a wise guy. And he, and he went to high school and he was like, they were doing like sprints and he goes, watch a pothead beat your entire team. Uh, and he did. He beat the entire team. That's hilarious. Like, like the first day. Of course, he like quit like a week later. But he did do that. That's hilarious. What's up, people? Sexual performance issues are way more common than you think. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. That's, that's too young for that stuff to have happening, right? And 40% of men by the age of 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. Even the world's greatest actor can't fake one. And why do guys turn to weird solutions or do nothing? That's even the worst part. When they can turn instead to medicine and Science. Forhims.com. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Listen, people, thanks to science, erectile dysfunction can be optional because Hims connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to treat ED. No snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Don't do that. All right? There's no waiting room, no awkward in-person doctor visits, no lines. You could save hours by going to 4 It is so easy. And listen, severe ED isn't just an issue for rich old guys in bathtubs. It affects men in their 30s and 40s. It's erectile without the dysfunction. 
And you could try Hymns for a month today for just $5. We'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. See the website for full details. This would cost hundreds if you went to the doctor or the pharmacy. Go to 4 slash MMA Roast ED. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash MMA Roast ED. 4 slash MMA Roast it. Check it out. Hey guys, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. It's simple and intuitive. They have a clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Yeah, and they, listen, they, they got no commission fees. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, okay? They don't keep all of your profits. You learn by doing. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. You can discover new stocks and track favorite companies with personalized newsfeed. And they got custom notification for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Okay, their design is easy to use. Check them out. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at mmaroasted.robinhood.com. That's mmaroasted.robinhood.com. Check them out. So we're calling Ricky Simone right now. Hello? Hello, is this Ricky Simone? Hey, is it Adam? Yeah, how's it going, man? I'm here with Tyler Smith. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How's it going, brother? Oh, what's up, guys? How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good besides being skinny. <laughs> well, how much, how much weight do you, uh, you have to cut? I'm about 14 away right now, which isn't too bad. I'm hoping to diet off another couple before the water cut. And then, yeah, 135 is... I always say no man should weigh 135 pounds. So, <laughs> but and what did you start at? Um, you know, I usually walk around in the low 60s, but I'm a fat kid at heart, though. So out of camp, you know, I, you know, I tend to walk around a little bit heavier, but I've kind of dialed that in a little bit better. So, wow, not too bad anymore. Damn, nice man. That's that's crazy. But but you've always been a wrestler, right? Weren't you a wrestler in high school and college too? Uh, yeah, no, I, I started wrestling when I was in elementary school, and then, uh, yeah, I wrestled throughout high school, and I ended up not, I, I didn't end up wrestling in college just because, you know, I, I had some injuries, you know, my senior year, and I got kind of salty towards wrestling, so I took, I took my ball and went home. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, uh, now, who are you fighting, and when's this fight? Talk to me. I am fighting number 15, Ronnie Yaya, February 9th on UFC 234. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's going to be a good fight. And, wh- and uh, where is that? It's going to be in, uh, uh, is it, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, I think it's Melbourne or Melbourne, Australia. Wow. Melbourne. So when do you leave for Australia? Uh, Sunday. I'm going to take off Sunday. Give me about a week, week to kind of acclimate, get ready for the, you know, for the weight cut and, and all that. Now, now, one of the funniest things, so you came to my show, I think it was right after your fight with against uh, Murab, Dal- that guy, whatever his last name is, the Valalshi. Uh, yeah, Mur- So, <laughs> and I was talking to you afterwards, and I was like, yo, man, I've been a big fan of yours. And I, I, it's true, I used to watch you in your LFA fights and the guys you were knocking out, and you were like, you were like yeah, uh, those guys were a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Surprisingly. I'll, and I'm like, that was that was hilarious. I've never had that kind of honesty though from a fighter, which was which was pretty damn cool. Um, so, but then yeah, they, I was on your I was on your uh, I think your podcast when I fought for the I was gonna fight for the Titan title. I was on with Brett John. Yeah. Yeah. So we. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked a while back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and that that dude's a tough guy, uh, Brett Johns. Holy shit! I, I think he was on the same car to you in L.A. and he they just he just got the shit beaten out of him, but he kept moving forward. Yeah, dude, he's on that guy. L.A. card. Yeah, yeah, now, that's a tough dude. Now your first fight in, it was it was a weird fight. That guy was tough. That guy Marab was actually really tough, good wrestler, and you you had him on his you you had him submitted at like the end. It was like some weird choke. You I think you you had a a, a guillotine choke. And then he kind of stayed afloat by, by like doing like a, a fake bicycle in the air, and I've never seen that before. And then they had you the winner, but then people started booing you because they thought he was still awake, but he wasn't. Tell me about that whole experience for you. Yeah, you know that that you know it was nuts. It was it was a crazy finish. Marab's a you know he's obviously a very tough fighter, and uh, yeah, you know I, I you know I, I locked in that uh, submission at the end there, and then I ended up basically turned into like a Saturday night ride, you know, the same penny combination I've been using in wrestling forever, you know, so it's kind of like a modified like crank and a guillotine. The same. Hey, you know, he went out a few different times and maybe was coming back too while he was in the choke. But um, when I let go and, and, I, and you know, the ref called and I stood up, you know, I, you know, right above him, I, you know, his eyes were rolled back and, you know, you could even see his leg twitching a couple of times. So, you know, I, I thought, you know, that, you know, I did what I had to do. He had his chance to put me out. He couldn't do it. I had my chance, and I thought I did it. So, you know, it, you know. So that's how I thought it went. Yeah, and that's exactly how it went. And the fans were getting mad at you, and I'm like, what "The fuck are they getting mad at you for? You just fought your ass off." I mean, it looks like he was out on the takedown, even. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he, you know, with uh, the way how he shot in and the way I grabbed up the guillotine, he kind of got spiked a little bit. So yeah, yeah I think that kind of was the first time he kind of went out. But I hate when fans boo the person because the ref made a call they don't agree with, or or the judges. I'm like, what do you want from the fighter? Uh, the fucking fighter just did everything yeah. he, he's supposed to do. Yeah, man. You know, there was a lot of shit going on into that going into that fight. I had just fought a few weeks before, defending my LFA belt, and you know, I finally got the short notice call. You know, and I couldn't say no to it, so you know, I, I took it, and uh, you know, I I just got my first UFC win, and you know, it's like the moment I've always you know, dreamt of, and then, you know, I look up, and, you know, fans are flipping me off and cussing at me, and I didn't care, though. I just embraced it, and I just, you know, I was like, bring it in, but, you know, I, I was happy, you know, it, it, it was a long journey, and to be able to get that win, and then get the bonus, you know, too, you know, it was, you know, it changed my life, you know, my, after my first, first UFC fight, so, you know, even though the fans weren't with me in that one, uh, you know, I'm hoping to you know, come back in this one and maybe win some over. Well, your I mean, your fights are always exciting. I mean, every single one of your fights is exciting. The, the, the fight I was at, your next fight in L.A., they put you up against this guy that was a monster. The guy never lost, Montel Jackson. And, like, you could just tell how uh, Rogan and Cormier were, like, saying, oh, they, they were really praising this guy. It was, oh, this guy is the next big thing. The sky is the limit. And the first round was a little close. I rewatched today. Second round, you clearly won. Third round, you completely dominated this guy. Uh, but did you did you know going into the third round that you had to dominate him, or they might give it to him? You know, I, I feel like I'm 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 explosive in the first, and I'm dangerous in the first. But I feel like I get better as the fight goes on. You know, I feel like I'm able to 
you know, uh, wear out my opponents. And, and, uh, and, and you know, I, I, uh, I knew it was close, and I thought I was winning. But, uh, yeah, I knew with the, you know, you know, with the dominant third round I was going to take the fight. And, you know, I wanted to finish, and I thought I had him in some, you know, positions where I could have finished. But, uh, man, he was tough. That was, that was a tough dude. And, uh, you know, that reach and that size about the bantamweight division is a lot to deal with. Well, they were saying he's gonna be good. He, they, you know, he came back and dominated uh, Brian Kelleher. You know, that kid, that kid's gonna do right, just fine. Right. They were saying his hands were bigger than Engano's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was crazy. He was like gripping on my my wrist, and I thought he was like holding my glove at first, but then I just realized that he was like just wrapping all the way around my arms. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, he had some crazy uh, grip strength, and and his hands were huge. Yeah. Oh my God. Bigger than Ngano. That, that, that's what they said. I'm not even joking. They said his hands are bigger than Ngano's. I'm like, this guy's 145, 135 pounds. Like, uh, like how does he yeah. have hands bigger than Ngano's? And how big is his dick? If his hands are that big, I mean, <laughs> like that could be like, like Jesus Christ. I mean, it was crazy. I was like, holy shit. So now they got you against Ronnie Yaya. I don't know much about Ronnie Yaya. I've watched a bunch of his fights. It seems like he's very tricky. Like he's got really good submissions, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I honestly feel like he's one of the best, uh, you know, submission grapplers to ever do MMA. He's at least up there, you know, with the elite. So, yeah, he's very tricky. He had, his last three wins have all been by submission. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun uh, uh, puzzle to solve. Now, how do we how do we do now? You're, you're training for a guy who's obviously you're saying one of the best grapplers ever to do MMA. How, do you go to a different camp? Do you bring in certain guys? How do you train for a guy like that? No, I've been training under Fabiano Scherner, who's you know a multiple-time uh, world champion in jiu-jitsu. You know, so we we've been working. We you know I train at Gracie Baja Portland, so we have we have a bunch of people who who can give me good looks, and uh, they've been putting me in positions, and I've been having to fight fight out of them. But you know, Ronnie has to get me there. He has to be able to take me down. You know, and you know I, I've been wrestling my entire life. You know, and you know I <laughs> he better not be able to take me down with that single leg he has. You know, I don't feel like he should be able to. I don't think. I don't think he will be able to. So, you know, I'm going to put the sprawling brawl on him. I'm going to make him stand with me, and I feel like I'm going to be able to get that knockout. Now, some of your fights, you get super angry and just start talking tons of shit uh, during the fight. You're like, come on, motherfucker. Like, I think it was the Chico Camus fight, I think that one. Are we going to get into a war like that during this fight? Man, I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know when that started. It's just like, it, it, actually, yeah, I do know. It happened. It, I first did that in my fifth fight against Jeremiah Laviano, uh, and like I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm so tamed. I'm so tamed in the real world. And then when I, when I get in there, I get to, I get to be an asshole and I get to be mean. And that's just how I feel in there. I, and I, I love it. I love getting to yell at him across the cage. If I see him starting to get tired and all that. So yeah, you know, if if I start to see some wear and tear on my body, I'm gonna yell. Well, you know, I mean, listen, man, I love the passion. It, 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 it fires me up, especially because you you back it all up. Now, when I when I met you last time, you had a girlfriend that was smoking hot. You guys seemed like you were in love. Is it <laughs> is it your wife now or your girlfriend? What's going on? Uh yeah. Uh, after that last win, um, you know, I popped that question at the after party. You know, we've been to, she she was actually a stat girl on my high school wrestling team, so we've been together forever. She's been with me through this you know entire MMA journey before I even you know thought I was going to be a fighter. So. You know, you know, it was about time. I think it was about time. So, yeah, we're getting married in uh, June. 
and uh, I'm excited. Nice. You 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 banged the stack girl on the wrestling team. Wow. Now was was <laughs> was every guy in the team going for her, or or, did, or it was like did people know that that was like your girl? Uh. No, we we were dating in, uh, like while we were in high school. It was like right after. So, but yeah, they were. I, I think you know how you know how wrestlers are. They're all dogs, so they're all after. So, <laughs> so she's seeing you with like cutting weight, dick too. So if a girl sees you with oh, that, yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. So if, if she if a girl can stay with you during cutting weight, dick, then she's the one. So good for you. <laughs> That's facts right there. Yeah. I think if a girl can stay with you during cutting weight. Yeah, she's the one. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. That's crazy, <laughs> the, the, dude. My stat girl. Uh, I remember when I was in high school, I got impetigo, and I went to like I had nationals coming up. I went to like ten different doctors. Nobody can cure it. Her her acne was so bad. Her acne cream was the only thing that actually cured my impetigo. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. So so thank you, Stephanie, if you're listening to this for uh, for doing that. That was, that was very nice of you. So now, does your does your girl want to have kids? Um, well, she's, uh, you know, I got a good one. She's super smart. You know, she's in, uh, she's in her, she's in her master's program right now. Um, so, you know, she, she's very ambitious and she has goals, you know? So, uh, you know, um, she's not, she wants kids, but not, you know, not anytime soon. I, I think we're finally in a good spot where we can kind of enjoy ourselves, you know, and, and live it up a little bit. So we're going to do that before we have any kids, you know? <laughs> now, do you have to have a day job still, or are you just training full time? Man, I train full time. That's it. You know, I I have uh, been running a middle school wrestling program for nine years now. Nice. Uh, I mean, besides that, besides coaching on the side and stuff like that, you know, I, I'm just fighting. I'm finally, you know, in that spot. You know, you know, luckily with you know that first win and then getting the bonus and then getting that last win and then I just re-signed a four fight contract and my and my pay went up again for this fight. So. You know, right as of right now, I'm just living that professional fighter life. You know. Well, you deserve it, man. I mean, you you came up the hard way. You you were you know your record's what like twelve and one now or something or some kind of insane number. Four, fourteen and one. Fourteen and one. <laughs> I mean, you're, you and you fought killers. Like even in like, even in like the guys you fought in the LFA, you you had like no easy fights. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a tough road, man. When I was gonna when I was going into that uh, after I beat Chico, I thought I thought I was gonna do it. You know, I had a five round war with him. I thought I showed everything. You know, I thought I, I you know he was on a four fight win streak. You know, and I broke that. So, I mean, I thought that was going to be the fight, and it wasn't. So, I, you know, going into that title defense, I was like, I was almost ready to call it quits. You know, and then I get that first-round knockout and get the call while I'm still in the cage. So, it's kind of like, you know, it kind of worked out perfectly. That's good, man. You're a nice guy. And uh, Ronnie, yeah, yeah, just don't – man, I'm, I'm excited for this fight. This is great because you're right. He's a great – he has to get you down. But you're also what? You're, are you a, a, a black belt in jiu-jitsu? No, I'm a purple belt. I'm a purple belt. <laughs> purple belt. All right. That's good. A purple belt under what's his name? It's probably like a black belt or like a brown belt and like other animals. So my man Tyler Smith, he's our, my co-host. He has a fight coming up in three weeks. His third amateur fight. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. He's, he's got good striking and good wrestling. Any advice for him? Uh, who, who's that? The, the, guy, uh, the other guy on the uh, podcast. Me. Tyler Smith. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's already a brown belt. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, at, at, at this point, you just need that. Like I always say for my wrestlers, that mat time, you know, that experience in the cage is gonna is gonna be important. So you know, just that that's it, that's it. Be able to you know slow that 
I think the, the hardest thing once you get in there is being able to kind of like slow yourself down a little bit and not, yeah. not you know, your reactions down and being able to like totally you know, feel the moment and, and, and not and not just uh, go go to what you're good at, you know, know, know the positions and, and yeah. So I, I mean, you're I mean, I, you're at a perfect point where you just need a you know the experience is key. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because the Emmys are two minute rounds, you know, so you kind of have no choice yeah. but to go in there and just throw down, but. Yeah. Two minutes? Dang. Two minutes. Yep. <laughs> That's not enough time to do anything. Yeah. Exactly. Never mind. It's enough guys. time to bite day. down and swing. <laughs> Fuck. So are you rooting for Kelvin Gastelum or Robert Whitaker? Uh i I think I, I gotta root for Kelvin. I, I you know, I like his style. I feel like we kinda even have a similar style, you know, so uh I, I like the guy, so I, I'm gonna root I'm gonna root for Kelvin. And then who else is on the card? We got uh, Anderson Silva and Israel Adesanya. Ooh, that is co-main. So that, that's wow. gonna be awesome too. Who are you rooting that for is there? Such a banger. Um, you know, I, I, I think I want to go with the prospect because I'm in a similar situation. You know, you got the kind of the gatekeeper against the upcoming prospect. So uh, I think uh, Israel's been looking. He looked badass in that uh, Brunson fight. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be an awesome fight. But I think I'm gonna go with Izzy. So you're leaving on. Sunday, you said Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday. So you're gonna get there Monday or even Tuesday. Do they put you up for the whole week? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna uh, put me up for the whole week, and you know, I got my team flying out. Uh, I got two teammates coming with me, and then my coaches will get there Thursday. My fiance will get there Saturday, and then uh, you know, even after the fight, I'm gonna stay another uh, like five or six days. And enjoy it, you know, get, getting to go to Australia. This is what it's all about, getting to travel and do what I love. So I'm definitely going to take advantage of that. You know, the UFC will extend the flight. So I was like, why not? Let You know, extend my flight out <laughs> a week and I'll, and I'll you know, uh, treat myself and, and my girl and, you know, enjoy enjoy this. Because, this you know, campus sucks, you know. It's, it's fun. I'm training all day. I'm beat up. I'm skinny. So, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. So you've been with her since high school. So she's the only girl you ever slept with? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, since high school, yeah. I mean, uh, don't I mean, trap them. I, I definitely went. <laughs> I definitely went through some uh, some uh, phases in high school, you know. But uh, I mean, yeah, I've been I've been living a tamed life. <laughs> good for you, man. Which, which is probably which is probably good. Which is probably good because I'd be I'd probably I don't even know where I'd be if I have her out here taming me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I also look. Sometimes you, like you know what you want. She obviously has. Like the perfect vagina for you, you know. Sometimes, sometimes you just know it later on in life. Sometimes you know it earlier. So you knew it right away, man. So good for you. Good for you, man. Good for you. That's a, dude, yeah. Thanks. I mean, my wife has a great vagina as well, but it took me a while. <laughs> it took me a while to find it. You know. Sometimes you find things earlier. Sometimes later. So good. I'm, I'm happy. Maybe later we can exchange. Hey, wow, I'm kidding. Anyway, anyway. Oh, so God. listen. Well, listen, my man. Ricky Simone. Is it now? Is it Simon or Simone? Simone, yeah. Thanks for getting that right. But by, by the way, how many Simone. how many Simones are there? I feel like your like your mom and dad follow me on Twitter. Like are you have brothers that fight too? So I have a I have a cousin. I have two cousins that are pro fighters. One of them actually just got signed to the UFC as well. His name's Vince Morales. But then I got a you know, I got I got a bunch of brothers. Uh, I got uh, I got four brothers. Yeah, that are all that probably all follow you on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I was like, because I was looking, I was trying to find you, and I'm like, how many Simones are there? Like, how how many how many kids did your parents have? <laughs> Too many. Yeah, uh, 
I grew up, so I grew up with three brothers, and then my mom remarried and had had another son and a daughter. So I have four brothers and a sister. Nice. And then your cousin just got signed to the UFC. Yeah, and he's in my division too. He's a bantamweight <laughs> as well. So uh, we train together all the time, and we're always talking shit to each other. You can see him uh, on my. Uh, we're always like trolling each other on Twitter. Will you, now, would you fight uh, him? But would you fight your cousin? What was that? Would you fight the cousin if, if, if like if like the money was right? Would you I, fight? Him? I always say no, hell no, but then he always says yes. I don't know if he's <laughs> fucking with me or what. Uh, so, what you know, I mean, why I, I not? People ask us that all the time, and I'm always like, no, no way. And he's like, yeah, I would. What a, what a dick. That's hilarious. That's, I know, right? That's hilarious. What an asshole. Now, in your, in your last fight, by the way, you had the rear naked choke a bunch of times, and the other guy just, like, turned you over. How, what, what, what happened there? Uh, I think I think I was going a little bit – I think I was just kind of hunting the submission a little bit too quick, uh, not establishing the position, you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of had the, the choke in. I had his back one time, and then, but I didn't have my, my hooks right. You know, and Montel's a great wrestler too. I think he was a match away from making um, the Olympic team. I think. I yeah, think he was. I that, mean, he's been. You know, he's a great wrestler as well. People were kind of dogging on his wrestling after that, but but you know, MMA wrestling and, and straight wrestling is a lot different. So yeah. you know, like I said, I think Montel's great. He's gonna do great too. So, but yeah, like I said, I thought I had. I thought I had him in some positions that I normally get people in, and they don't get out. You know, I had double leg rides, and I had him flattened out. But, you know, he just, like, just with his hands, his grip, he go two-on-one, and, like, I couldn't even get my arms back. It Dude, was, there, it was weird. It was a weird couple thing. times he kicked you and, you, and you just got angry and started beating the shit out of him. Like, I was, like it was almost like he kicked you or, or landed a punch, and the announcers were like, ooh, but you didn't even feel it. You just, like, got angry and went back harder. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my style. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I really feel like you got to put me away. To, to beat me, you know, so uh, and uh, and I feed off the crowd too. Sometimes, maybe sometimes they'll fault, but uh, but I love it. That's just my attitude, and I and I love and I'm showing that in there. That's awesome. Well, listen, Ricky, good luck, man. Where can people follow you on Instagram and Twitter? Um, uh, Ricky Simone UFC on Instagram and Twitter, and I have a fan page on Facebook, just Ricky Simone. Well, good luck, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, heck yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yeah, good luck, man. All right. All right, that was Ricky Simone. I, li- I like that kid. He's a yeah. Li- what a little badass fighter, huh? He's a great fighter and very, very cool, very composed, really articulate. Like, guy has a, he's going to go places. Guy has a, fights a guy that's 135 and has bigger fists than Ngano. Like, <laughs> is that crazy? Crazy. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I don't even know what I would do if a guy grabbed me and I look at his hands like, I'm like, I'd be like, is this a joke? Like, I would, I, I'd be looking for like, for the, is this like one of those like, you know, like those magic things where the guy has like fake hands or something? <laughs> we have one of our, one of our, uh, our black belts, our Aloisio Silva black belts. Um, he's a construction worker by day, Brazilian guy, but he just like, he grabs you and it's, his hands aren't that big, but that like, once he grabs you, that's it. Like you're not you're not peeling those hands off. There was a, I remember I used to go to Legends and I was like one of the few guys that wrestled in high school and college. Uh, and I didn't wrestle for college very long, but you know I always felt like I was like oh I was the wrestler there. You know like oh like oh Adam's the wrestler. You know like the, when they wanted Dan Hardy to train, they 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 told me to go with Dan Hardy. They're like he needs to work on his wrestling with Dan Hardy. And one day I get there and fucking Eric Bradley was there. This kid who took second in the country, <laughs> second or third at Penn State. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's a guy that like I think is like a like a what if kind of kid. Like he didn't, 
I think he was on Fight Master, and yeah. but never like never achieved what he could have in the sport. Right. You know, uh, if I'm just being frank. But when I wrestled this kid, it was like there's nothing I can do to him. Yeah. Like there's nothing. Like he's better than me everywhere. I don't yeah. know how I could. Maybe I, there was like sometimes I'll just throw like a, a Japanese wizard just to surprise somebody, you know. But there was no throwing Japanese wizards. No, yeah, there was no nothing. Fuck, man. Have you, no have you ever rolled with someone like that? Yes, plenty of times. Where it's just like the same the same guy I was telling you about Hinaldo. He, uh, we were doing like drills last night. We were doing drills from side control, like start in side control and get to mount, you know, top person either get to mount or submit from side control, bottom person back to half guard or full guard or whatever. 10 seconds, 10 seconds. And he has me back in his full guard like, was, or has a, me swept when, or has me like when I went to uh, leg lock. Like when I went to Henzo Gracie's, I went with his brown belt, this Asian dude that like on the feet, I was taking him down and stuff. But then we were like starting in rear naked choke position. Yeah. And I, he got me every time. I but then I would start and he got out every time. Yeah. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. I, he was it's, trying to explain to me that like I was just trying to like just grab down. He said put your elbow up yeah. and uh, like Well like like Hickson would do that. There's like, you know, the legend of, of Hickson is like he would have world class black belts start with the chunk the choke in, like fully locked in, you know, arm across the neck, hand behind the head. And he'd get out. How? Like I don't know, because he's Superman. I mean, I but but okay, but okay, but not Hickson. <laughs> if I knew, I'd be Hickson. But what crazy. was that other guy doing to me to get out? Like it, it's just it's just all technique, right? Or just yeah. I mean, f- it's knowing exactly when to do what, and like you know, peel the hand and turn the head and get the legs free from the hooks all at the same time, and like so frustrating. I mean, it's what you need to be doing, obviously, to get better. But well, yeah, it's like it's nobody like nobody wants to train those positions, and that's why the guys at, at Henzo's and the Danaher Death Squad are who they are, because nobody wants to start. Okay, you have a full choke. Let's see if I can get out. Like, you, it's not fun, you know. Well, wrestling—that's how we, like one guy's on his back as a half yeah. Nelson. Yeah. But, th- but that's what it is. I mean, that's how you get better in everything. In anything, is put yourself in bad situations. Exactly. Even like sometimes, like not to say comedy-wise, but like. You know, you put yourself in a bad spot to get out of it. Right. Like sometimes I would say things that I'm like, like I know this joke's gonna piss everyone going. off, yeah, yeah. Uh, but just to see if, how I can get out of it. And that's that's the difference between like good and great. Yeah. You know, certain, but also, but also with comedy, people always ask me, "Oh, I want to do comedy, but I'm not ready, or I don't have my stuff yet." But I don't want to. I'm like, dude, it's like saying I want to be a black belt, but I don't want to ever but get tapped. Yeah, I don't, yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's never going tapped. to happen. Yeah. You think there's ever been a black belt in the history of black belts that's never been tapped once? No. no. Never, right? Never. Never. Not if they're training, right? There's not one guy that just I mean, maybe one of those fake black belts. Well that, that's how I fucked up my that's <laughs> like, how I fucked up my knee was like, I I read Phil Davis in an interview say, Sometimes I'll go to class and I'm like, No one submitted me today. And then I tried that and then my knee popped. So Yeah, but there's like a diff like saying no one submitted submitting me today doesn't mean I'm not going to tap when they have submissions on. It's I'm not going to let anybody even yeah. get close enough to throw a submission. You I know. know? Like, I, I, I get, I'm not letting people pass my guard. I know. I really or, wish he would have elaborated on that. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I actually told him that when I, when I like saw him uh, and he, he was like, he you was got like my laughing. knee fucked up. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> by the way, there's a guy, Phil Davis, who I think is the most underrated fighter. The people, people don't talk about him. And I feel like he, I, I feel like they should, you know. He he's, should. He's, he's so good. He lost his last fight in Israel, 
but it was a fight that you could have given him the fight. Uh, it was this against a, it's against a really good guy. I forgot the guy's name. The guy's like 14 and one, and the guy took him down. That was the crazy part. But Phil didn't use his wrestling until the third period. It was one of those fights where even I, I think I think Big John McCarthy was like, "What is he doing? Why is he not?" It, yeah, I just. Forgot the guy's good. You know, though. you see it happen all the time with jujitsu guys. Like Roy Nelson is the perfect example. World class jujitsu black. Beat Frank Mir. Yeah, beat Be- Frank Mir at at like Grappler's Quest, and then you know knocks one guy out, and all of a sudden it's oh, I want to knock people out now. I, oh, I want. I like standing. Now, fighting. do you think it's like a lazy thing? No, it's a. I think it's a. I think it's like you know you know you can get it done on the ground. So the real test is let's see if we can get it done on the feet. Yeah, but at a certain point, you know, po- but really- like at a certain point if you're going to lose, like why not just go to where you're where you know you're good? Do you think also though guys stop training? They're like, "Oh, I'm good enough in wrestling. I don't I need to I don't have to re- De- yeah, keep training definitely. anymore." Definitely. Definitely. Now now is that you think a coach's responsibility to tell the guy like, "Yes." Hey, it is so it's right? absolutely a coach's responsibility because if 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 a fighter is dictating what he's going to do, then why have the coach? That's that's what thing about Anthony Smith. I heard him on uh, some interview and he was talking about how I'm going to do whatever the coaches tell me for John Jones. Yeah, like they have. A, yeah, which I thought was which which is weird because then you have someone like Amanda Nunes for all intents and purposes is like. She does all her own. Like, hello, is this Devonte Smith? Hello. Who is? Hey. Yeah, this is What's up? You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. Adam Hunter and Tyler Smith. How are you, man? What's up, man? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. I was watching some of your fights, man. Whoa, that last fight was insane. That was that was awesome. Thank you. You you knocked the guy out. I appreciate that. What was it like? Thirty seconds was a, it was a clean one-two punch. Uh, forty-six. It was forty-six seconds. Wow! I mean, that was just, and it was, and it wasn't a haymaker or a crazy, you know, right. It was a straight left-right. It was awesome. Yes, yes. That's all you need. The basics. The one and the two. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, were you nervous at all going up against Julian Arosa? Uh, no, not. I mean, it's just another day. I was just excited to fight uh, in front of the big crowd. Like, I've always, like, had this envision, this dream to, like, hear the crowd screaming your name, cheering you on, you know. Because I was in high school uh, looking up highlights, you know. When I was supposed to be studying and stuff, I was on a computer looking at Anderson Silva, Chuck Liddell, Quentin uh, Rampage, and, you know, just seeing the glory and, you know, taking it all in. I just wanted to fight. It got to the point that I think it was fight day, and I just started getting too hyped that my teammates and my coaches was like, they were like, dude, sit down, chill, chill. You got a couple more hours, but I just wanted to fight. Now, what's your background as far as martial arts goes? Background as in, what do you mean? Like wrestling, boxing, jiu-jitsu? Um, uh, I, I boxed. When I was in uh, sixth grade, because I used to get in a lot of fights, but I always would fight people bigger than me. And I guess my mom got tired of that. Um, but I only did it for like two months. Um, then I, I wrestled in high school all four years, so that was my way of getting 
getting out my aggression without getting in trouble. And how, and how did you great do wrestling-wise? Oh, I was great. <laughs> um, I think I was ranked 13th in the state. I don't know if I, uh, as a junior or a senior, but I cracked under pressure uh, as a senior. You know, I didn't really have the, the right coaches, uh, the right teammates around me, you know. Uh, not blaming them, but then, you know, that for me to be so young and having negative people around you who saying you can't do something. And, you know, I mean, I've grown out of that, but I cracked under pressure. But I used to use that as motivation to, you know, because I, I know how great I am. And so I don't let other people's opinion get to me. Yeah, yeah. So then after you finished wrestling in high school, did you wrestle in college at all? Or did you go to college? No, I didn't want to do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't want to do that. I, cause the the way they worked you in high school, woo! I heard it was harder, and uh, they said it's like a job. And I'm like, nah. Like I, I wanted to do it, you know, cause I wanted to go the route of college. You know how it is. Your family uh, after after high school, you go to college, you get a degree, you know, and you just work. I tried the college move for like a year and some change. It just it just wasn't for me. And then, you know, uh, I, I didn't want to do it anymore, and uh, I was doing it while I was training and, and working at the same time, and something had to give, so yeah, I was like, nah, this school stuff ain't for me. And you grew up in Colorado? No, 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 I grew up in Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. I was trained in Colorado. Uh, how'd, you yeah. end up in, how'd you end up in Colorado? Uh, after my first pro loss against uh, John Gunther, uh, I met a guy named Brian Rogers. Uh, he was the main event. I was a co-main event. And after my loss and after his win, you know, he kind of pulled me, he pulled me to the side and talked to me. He was like, man, you're a great fighter. Um, don't let this slow you down. You know, I, after a loss, you, you ain't trying to hear all that. But he, yeah. he, uh, he told me about uh, Factory X out in Colorado. And he said, it's a great, great bunch of people out there. Great coach, uh, Mark Montoya. I always wanted to go after that, but I didn't have the cash flow, you know. So some things happened uh, as I was working, and um, yeah, some things. Hey, I'm here, Leo. It's me, Leo. Don't bite me, Leo. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I, long story short, my last day working was uh, I found out that a guy that was working there for two weeks was getting paid a lot more than me and I was working there for two years and he knew nothing and did nothing and for that type of disrespect I just quit that job and took my uh, 401k uh, and the money I had in there I just took took my shot and you know uh, went to uh, Colorado had a whole week out here and you know the different skill level the pressure that I was getting out here you know I was actually losing you know people were actually making me I work I had to work for the win and I didn't get that in in Ohio I didn't get that pressure you know people were actually scared to go against me you know or tell me not to hit too hard or you know they were just timid but when I came out here I, I, I went against fighters Right. You know, people who went back down just because they got hit too hard. They just smiled and pushed forward. And, and I love that. And, you know, ever since then, I believe, uh, you know, well, I know 
I've grown uh, a lot since I've been out here. Now, is that the same Brett Rogers that fought Fedor back in the day? Uh, I don't know. Did he? A huge yeah. black, huge black guy know, with like a mohawk. Yeah, he got a. Uh, he, uh, he had locks. Yeah, huge black guy. He like Brett Rogers. He was the man. But then I heard like he kind of went nuts or something. Like, or he he had some tough times, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he. he I, I forgot what he does now, but whatever he do, is working for him. So. Oh, good. All right. I'm happy for that. So now, so now you're in Colorado. You go out there. You're by yourself. I mean, was it was it hard to make friends at first? I mean, was it was it how how are the chicks? You probably got more girls in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a whole different environment out here, and I mean that in the most positive way. Uh, you know, when I'm out in Cleveland, when I was out in Cleveland, you know, if you're the new guy in the gym. You, you just feel that that uh, everybody want to go against you feeling. You know, it's that nit and gritty, you know, type of feeling. But when I came out here in, um, out here in Colorado, it, it was a whole different feeling. People would come up to me and say hello, introduce themselves. Like, I feel like people were coming out after me. Right. You know, which was which was weird <laughs> because I was the one kind of like me, mother, because you know what I was used to, you know that Cleveland mentality. <laughs> but you know, everybody was really cool out here. Uh, it hasn't ever really been hard for me to make friends, but you know, for the people or and for the fighters here to be so accepting, and so fast, so quickly of someone new to come to the gym, it, it was just a great fit. Now, were you in Cleveland? Were you training at uh, Steve Miocic's gym? No, 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 no. I trained at the gym. My first gym was uh, out in Twinsburg. I think it's called Title now, but it was called Brick House when I first started fighting. And then after there, I left that gym, and I went to a gym called uh, Evolve MMA. I trained to fight there. I trained and fought there for like, um, I think it was like four or five years. Um, outgrew them. You know, has some personal problems, but that's neither here or there. And trained by my on my own for a whole year until um, I made that move to come to Colorado. But now, okay, so now, now, but now you're with you with killers. Like, by the way, how's Anthony Smith look? Is it how what? How, how's uh, Anthony Smith look? Lionheart. Uh, oh, how how the technique look? No, how does Anthony Smith? The guy who's fighting John Jones? Oh, yeah, man. He looks amazing, man. He's a great guy. He actually helps me with a lot of things. Um, he's a very, very humble guy. I mean, he's ready to take off, uh, give John Jones uh, uh, the biggest L, and, you know, nothing but positivity. I mean, what do you think? You think he's got a shot of beating him? Right. I mean, what else would I think? I mean, do you think he's going to try to beat him? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm putting money on him. I honestly think he's going to beat John I Jones. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, what, that's, that's, that's the squad. So, of course, man, he ain't doing this for fun. I mean, he knows he's going to be a very dangerous guy. Now, is there any way that and, you could, like, you know, well, here's what we do, right? You go up to John the night before, give him some cocaine, right? Uh, all right. night long. Uh, they just cleared him, by the way. They just gave him his license. Yeah, all right, cool. Yep. Par party with him all night. Get some, get some hookers, some blow. Make sure he's got no, you know, have, have him come in tired. And then Anthony comes out and just knocks him out. What do you say? Are you who's in? No. no. 
<laughs> I, I I feel like Anthony don't even need you know he, he John Jones can come in. Uh, I feel like Anthony would love for him to come in. The best, the best John Jones. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's that kind he of guy. Be, you know, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I feel like he wants to fight the best John Jones there is. So you, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So are you training with my man uh, Chris Camozzi? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been helping me a lot in a major way when it comes to kickboxing. Um, you know, better and showing the younger guys how to do things, and you know, just their opinion or. You know, correcting some technique here and there. So, cool guy. I like it. I, I like. I like how you told Dana White what took you so long. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny, man. Like that was like I was like, this guy, you, you got it, man. This guy is the limit. Um, so, who are you fighting next? Um, I think his name is Dang Young Ma. Yeah, you changed his name from to Ma, and. Um, I think he's uh he's from South Korea. Uh, at first, I thought they meant Dong Young Kim, the the welterweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one who fought Tyron Woodley. Right. I was like, uh, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God give him that work, bro. <laughs> he's a welterweight. And and, and he's coming out to 55. And when and where is this fight? Um, February 9th, uh, in Australia, uh, Melbourne. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Is this going to be your first time in Australia? This is going to be my first time out the country. Ooh, wow. And are you yeah. are, are you yeah. uh, single? No, I ain't single. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, because those women are going to be all over you. Yeah, Aust- Australia is hey, definitely bro. the place to be as a single man. Yeah. Nah, man, be like that sometimes. Bro. I'm going to be like, nah, man, I appreciate it, though. <laughs> How long have you had a girlfriend for? You have a wife or a girlfriend? Oh, I, I, I got you. Got, uh, got me started, man. You, you putting me on the spot. Uh, I got a girl. How long? Dang, man. You want to know about my life? <laughs> have you never life? listened to this podcast? He has everybody this. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering. <laughs> How long you had this girl? Yeah, man, we, uh, we've, been, we've been together for a while, man. We nice. We that. And, and and then and uh, what does she look like? Asian, white, black? Uh, um, damn, uh, these these some awkward questions, man. Uh, <laughs> she, she's a black girl. <laughs> she's, she's a black girl, is that? <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's a black girl. There you go. I, I like it. I like it. And and then she's and she's she's with you. Is she coming with you to, to uh, Australia? Nah, she uh, she ain't got no she ain't got no passport. Plus, I'm not really too big on bringing loved ones on the trip because you know that's it's business you know my mentality should stay as a warrior and murder and 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 whatever like my mindset goes you know i don't like to have that lovey-dovey feeling like i get the lovey-dovey feeling like after the win right right i like it i like it man I I I think you're gonna be uh, I think the sky's the limit. Now, as far as jujitsu go, are you a certain belt? Are you a brown belt or black belt or blue belt? I feel like uh, I feel like I may be purple or brown at the like I mean at the very 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 least. Uh, I don't know truthfully. I mean I'm a blue belt, but that's only because I don't do gi. <laughs> and the old gym I was at, 
I feel like you just gave me a blue belt because I beat up a purple belt in, in a fight. Right. So I don't even take it serious. But I don't really care for stuff like that, tough too. But I mean, look, you got you got you got great wrestling. You got amazing striking. Mm-hmm. You got good jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Very athletic. Mm-hmm. You're tall. You're like so what, mm-hmm. six four. Not, how, how tall are you? Five nine, five ten on a good day. All right, five ten, 155 pounds, and you're nine and one. You did lose to John Gunther. How did that happen? Um, <laughs> it just happened, man. I didn't know people can take hits like that. You know? Yeah. It it threw me off, and. Uh, he kept taking me down in a weird way that I wasn't really used to, you know, because I'm really good on takedown defense, especially on the cage. But he was doing something, and I kept falling down, and my mindset was really on what is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. very confused. And, like, I would I would get up, you know, like, whatever it is, what it is, you know, just get up. i get up, and i crack him, and, you know, he was still be like because it's like he wasn't all the way there he just wouldn't go to sleep yeah. he just wouldn't go to sleep yeah there's something and, there's something know? yeah he, yeah some guys are just like that and the guy like, like the, the guy like shaves animals for a living or something he, he seems like a real nice guy watch me yeah. ultimate, ultimate fighter he's, he seems like a really like a off but like sweet guy but he just he has that like farm boy strength you know yeah. no it wasn't even it wasn't it wasn't that he was strong he didn't feel strong at all to me he was just Man, he just wouldn't. He's got the punishing yeah. chin. You know what? He got the punishing chin. Yeah, he just, yeah, I don't know. He, he just wouldn't go to sleep. But you know, all in all, it was a, it was a really, it was one of the best things. Though it was the best thing that could happen to my career. You know, because of that loss, you know, I got to see who was really with me. You know, I got to see, you know, uh, where I was really at. Because um, I, I took the fight serious. I took the fight very serious. I take every fight serious. I don't care. If it's a guarantee, I'm a win. I still treat every fight as if it's a championship fight. Yeah. And you know, and I want the biggest thing I, I gained from that loss was experience. Uh, I mean, you know, I found out you know people that I called brothers really wasn't with me. You know, uh, my coach wow. wasn't with me. You know, he was like one of the main people making fun of. Me, you know. Yeah. Um, which is sad, but it is what it is. You know, it's all it's all a, a building and experience, you know, thing. But you know, from then on out, that pushed me to go to Florida to go train with the Black Black Zillions or whatever their name was at that time. And I got to see what some real fighters would, uh, were like, you know, and me seeing like who was really with me, uh, it, it, it pushed me to like separate myself from those people. You know, because the people who the people who made fun of me and laughed at me and ha ha he he and this and that, they still working nine to five. Yeah, you know, so yeah, you know who laughing now? Like I ain't you know, and I don't fight for I I used to fight for that just to prove them wrong. But I don't fight for that no more. You know, you know, it's it's it's. But it's funny when I think about it. I don't think about it no more because it is what it is. I'm doing great things. I'm 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 by nothing but positive people. Yeah. I'm nothing about, but uh, you messed me up with an interview. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm by now my dude Yusuf is being goofy in the background. But uh, uh, no, that, that, that's, that, that's my little baby, my, my little baby. Uh, 
Yeah. Huh? That's my little baby. Who's that? Sadiq? So, uh... Sadiq Yusuf? Well, oh, 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 Sadiq's in the background? Sadiq's there? You got Sadiq with you? Yeah, Yusuf. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Sadiq, yeah. Oh, tell him I say hello. I love you. Um, Adam Hunter. Oh, what's your name again? I heard him. Adam yeah. Hunter from MMA Roasted. He came on the podcast. He's the one that has 47 brothers and sisters, right? I'm going to put you on speaker. Hold on. Yeah. Sadiq. Uh, hello. Hey, what's up? You, you came on the podcast too. Remember I talked about uh, how, how you have 87 brothers and sisters and how on like Mother's Day you got to buy everyone gifts? Sadiq. He said how he talk about how you had uh, 87 brothers and some about... Um, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day gift. No, he's telling you this is the law. Yo, it's the law, not Sadiq. Oh, who's this? <laughs> Super Sadiq. Sadiq Yusuf. Sadiq Yusuf. Is this Sadiq Yusuf? <laughs> yeah, it's the, it's the law. Yeah, that's his last name. It's the law. Oh. I, yeah. Oh, it's Sadiq okay. just got another fight too, huh? I'm still the same type, man. I don't think it's Sadiq Yusuf. No. Anyway. Anyway, listen. Good luck in this fight. I can't wait to watch it. You're gonna knock somebody out. You're, you're gonna knock out a, a, some uh, some tough Korean guy. Uh, it's gonna be good. I can't wait. I can't wait. I appreciate it, man. I can't wait to slide down and get the flight over with. Yes. And uh, really experience a different culture, a whole another side of the world. You know, I'm avoiding spiders and sharks and crocodiles and jellyfish. But other than that, man, I just can't, I can't wait to, you know, just, it's summertime over there. So I'm excited. Now, if, if you see Rowdy Beck, stay away from her, okay? She's a very hot girl, but she's a little, she's, 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 she's very flirty. And you might get sucked into oh, that, right. okay? So, uh, uh, but, you know, make sure you stay away from Rowdy Beck. Very hot, flirty girl. You try to get me in trouble. Good fighter, too. Okay, you try to get me in trouble. All yeah, right. of course, of I, course. Well, thanks for being on the podcast, and take care, my friend. Thank you for having me on the YouTube, bro. Anytime. All right. I don't think that was. I think it was somebody else. No, I don't think that was Sadiq. Yuzu. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sadiq. Yeah, I think it was somebody else. But uh, Sadiq's got a lot of brothers and sisters. Anyway, I like that guy. That guy's got a good attitude. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. I'm looking forward now, February 9th. That's a good card, man. Yeah, That's yeah. It's a really good card. I, I like watching these guys more than like because I like some of the big super yeah, yeah 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 the up and comer well the up and comers are always it's like watching college football versus pro football you know like they're working for it they're yeah. really working for it yeah yeah exactly so it's fun to watch those guys sometimes it's like watching the feature versus the headliner sometimes the yeah, feature wants to blow exactly. them out yeah what was the card I think UFC was it UFC one ninety nine was the LA card where the very first fight very first fight of the night was like. An insane three-round war got fight of the night. And that, like was, that, was nobody, that was his fight, wasn't it? was there. No, UFC 199. Oh, back in the, back in the yeah, day? Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, So what do you got coming up, Tyler? Where can people sponsor you, watch your fight, talk uh, about You can find me on Instagram, smitheroBJJ, S-M-I-T-H-E-R-O-B-J-J. Um, I don't really use Facebook, never really on Twitter, so don't worry about that. Come take a class with me Tuesday and Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. I'm teaching in the Gi Jiu-Jitsu at Braxton's Combat Sports in Venice. Um, and I got a fight, Epic 41, San Diego, February 22nd. So if I want to go to that, how do I get tickets? Uh, you can DM me. DM me on Instagram for tickets. Yes. Uh, this Friday night, I'll be in Treasure Island Casino. 
with Jeremy Piven in Las Vegas. Treasure Island Casino with Jeremy Piven, Friday night. Uh, if you're ever in LA, I'm at the Dime Bar every single Tuesday at the Dime Bar in Hollywood. Uh, go to adamhunter.com. Also, if you shop on Amazon, go to adamhunter.com first, click on the banner, then buy whatever you want. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, I'm in the Comedy Hideaway, February 16th in Santa Barbara, the Wine Cellar in uh, Apple Valley. Then in March, I'm at the Dirty at 30 uh, at the South Point, March 1st, and uh, the San Manuel Casino, uh, March 13th, and at the Reno Laugh Factory, March 19th to the 24th. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, everyone, for calling in, and take care. Bye.